Storygram Network. It's that time of year, folks. Time to turn that trash into treasure. Coming up here April, we are celebrating Trash and Fashion Sonoma Creative Sustainability Events, benefiting Sonoma Community Center's educational programmings. Starting off, we're going to lead up with April 13th, Trash and Fashion Barbie Gallery and Reception Silent Auction, opening the 13th, taking place until April 29th. Then we have the big show. Trash and Fashion Show is on Earth Day this year. 13th annual running events, a 2 o'clock and a 5 o'clock show. You can buy your tickets now, folks. And then on the 29th, if that's not all, we have Dogs on the Catwalk. Dress up your dogs and lead them down on our back patio at the Sonoma Community Center. There will be prizes and we will have the free community event Trash Bash in which we will announce the winners, raffle winners, as well as get your Barbie auctions on. Join us for any of those events. We'll see you at Trash and Fashion 2023 in April. Hello, we are the Sonoma Community Center podcast, a place of creativity, connection, and community. We highlight the artists, teachers, and the community that come through the doors of our historic brick building, often called the heart of Sonoma. We share local tips and shout outs to our home, Sonoma Valley. And we are your host, Molly Spencer. Gerardo Diaz. We are the engagement team of the Sonoma Community Center. Hello, this is Molly Spencer of the Sonoma Community Center podcast. And this is Gerardo Diaz. And Gerardo. Oh, my glasses are already fogging up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the afternoon. We never record in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I can't stop thinking about the song that we were singing all day. It's like, four-legged woman. Oh, you remember God, that one? Here he goes. <laughs> so we had this Four-legged whole, woman. <laughs> we had this moment yesterday when you know when you make up your own words to songs okay before we just keep on talking i got ellen toscano here in the house we'll come back to that yeah we'll come back to that how you make up your own words because that's why i can't sing because i can't remember the words (laughs) i made up my own yay welcome everybody we're back sonoma community center podcast we are here in march of 2023 and it is women's history month and i got one special woman in the house, Ellen Toscano. Hey. Hi. Is it Ellen Toscano or yes. is it Italian? Yes. Or is it, yeah, it is. Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh. Toscano. I'm going to launch right into that. Sounds like so, Spanish. Right? Yeah. I have a yeah. really quick side question. Ellen, I've known you for a long time, but I never asked this and I always wanted to. Family relation at all to the Sonoma Plaza Toscana Hotel? Oh, yeah. Those are my great, great, great grandparents. No, I'm just kidding. No, no relation. <laughs> gotcha. No relation so at all, but good. totally could be. I always figured, you know, I've, I've known you from like out and about. And I'm, I got to ask her, but I'm sure she gets asked all the time, right? Nothing. I can claim it, but it won't be the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. Man, I love you it. You fell into that one, Molly. I'm sorry. I, I know. That's good. I do fall for those things. Ellen, 
She is. Well, currently, you are everything. You have so many inceptions, but right now, you are currently a national fundraising consultant and charity auctioneer, founder of the Singing Auctioneer, and your other side, Reiki master <laughs> teacher and founder of Toscano Reiki. You're not busy. That's too many things. So many things. I, 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 there's so much more. Right? I'm like, is she gonna stop at one point? I mean, oh, Jesus. Man. You know what? I'm gonna launch into it first. Let's just go back to the beginning. Were you born in Sonoma? I was not. Oh, what? okay. No. So, but because you're about as local, I'm very local, local celebrity as yeah. it gets. So I was actually born in another very small town called Los Banos down in the Central Valley, which is like near Merced. Yeah. And we moved here when I was four, but my mother was raised in Sonoma. She was not born here either, but she was raised in Sonoma, went to St. Francis, went to Ursuline in high school. And her mother, my nanny, Eleanor Berto, she was Mm -hmm. the Sonoma city clerk for over 40 years. That's right. So yes, our roots run deep for sure here (laughs) in Sonoma. So your mom grew up here. Yes. So she must have met, I'm guessing, your father, and he took her to the exciting town of Los Banos. Los Banos. Yeah, they met in college, and that's how they ended up in Los Banos, which is where my dad grew up, and his father, very Italian, ran a car dealership there. I knew it. Mm -hmm. Tell me more, because your dad's story is so intriguing. He was a car salesman for a really long time, He was, and then when he moved here, he got more involved in real estate. He's doing real estate again, actually, after taking a little bit of a hiatus from it. But one of my favorite stories is so, okay. I'm Your just dad's name this. is Monty, right? Monty. Yeah. Monty Toscano. Mm-hmm. Montgomery is his full name. Oh God, it's so glamorous. It's great. <laughs> so great story. As Molly knows, I'm <laughs> engaged and getting married in a few months. And I'm the youngest child Don't in my family. <laughs> uh, now, now. Never. I, I'm love. the youngest challenge. Child. Challenge yeah. of the youngest challenge. <laughs> Sometimes the youngest are. Not chicken. <laughs> I'm the youngest child in our family of my siblings. And my dad decided when my sister was the first one of us to get engaged, and she's in the middle, that whenever one of us got engaged, then whoever we were marrying had to kiss the ring and have like a ring <laughs> ceremony. It is so Godfather. So Godfather. Totally Godfather. Tell me more because okay. I So here's jealous. the story. When my grandfather, Grandpa Gigi. Okay. <laughs> Giovanni. Owned Toscano Ford dealership. I don't know what it was yeah. called at the time, but he owned his car dealership down in Los Banos. There was a super fancy car. And one day the king of the gypsies, this is a true story. Wait, not like don't the ask movie. Me, don't ask me like what makes one the title King of the Gypsies, but well, there's that movie from the 70s. Uh, there's so bodies involved. Totally <laughs> like King of the Gypsies comes, wants this car. So my grandpa Gigi accepts cash and trade for this like huge diamond gold blinged out ring in exchange yes. for... Yeah, the gypsies, they like, car. To, they like to exchange stuff. I love that. You know, there's a, awesome. there's a gypsy saying. It used to be one of my favorites because I really wanted to be part of that when I was young. But long story short, part of it is always love your brother, never harm your brother. Always pay what you owe, not necessarily money. So with that note, it sounds like 
continuing the story with the ring. (laughs) So basically this like king of the gypsies ring is the ring that my dad has his like future daughter or son's in-laws, daughter-in-law too. (laughs) Does he, does he, so instead of like asking for the hand. So you're saying that your fiance is going to kiss the ring. He already did. Oh, Oh it's already, it's already a done deal. It's an official. He yeah. loves you. He loves oh, you. Oh, he does. Yeah. It's hilarious also. I mean, let's be honest. It's not like oh my God, I love this. a very serious thing, but it is very serious <laughs> at the same time. No, it's, what about, it's what amazing. What would happen if you were to say no, not to kiss the ring? I don't know. That's a good question. No. I wouldn't do it. You got to blow it up. I know you. You're from theater. I would put on some background Italian. He did. Da, na, 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 he did. Na, na, na. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Not related music, to your family. Music from The Godfather. Oh, you would have loved it. <laughs> I actually have a video of it. I'll play it for you after we get done with the podcast. Okay. You will thoroughly okay. enjoy it. We might have to cue up this podcast with some Godfather music <laughs> in honor of Monty and we his new you an family. Offer. You can't can refuse. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. This is fantastic. So I know we really jumped forward to my last question was, was talking about Matthew. That's your, <laughs> Oh, your fiance. Yeah. Are you excited? Are you in like bride brain right now? I'm excited. You know, there's been a lot of other things like, so going back a little bit to like yeah. the auction world and business. Yes. It's very, very busy fall and spring. Mostly, I would say September, October, November, and March, April, May. This year, it's like super duper heavy mid-April through end of May. So before the fall season started last year, I was like, okay, I better like nail down the big stuff. Like, let's get like, you know, make sure we've got the venue and the caterer and the band and our officiants and like, you know, just like the big main things. You know, it's just kind of been like filling in the details since, since getting all that taken care of. So yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that happened recently was got our invites sent out. We're starting to get some RSVPs <laughs> coming in. I'm so entertained by people writing little notes in oh, on their own on we the kept, RSVPs. We kept those. They're, <laughs> They're fantastic. So funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I had no idea. So yeah, so I mean, it's That's bringing us a part. lot of joy. I like all these weddings like it's so different from a Mexican wedding. It's just so different. Like I didn't have that. What was your wedding like? My wedding? Yeah. It was just like, you better have beer and food, man. That's it. <laughs> that was that was my most, like, I was always well, so nervous when I was like in church. That sounds like you were in charge, because if my husband yeah. Jesse was in charge, it'd just be beer and food as well. Probably so down at Depot I got Park. married in Mazatlan. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think that's a great party. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's really mostly When what I was down in Mazatlan, it was super humid down there. Yeah. So I had, like, all these beers and ice, and it's all melting. And the whole time oh. I was at, uh, in front of the, the priest, I'm like... I hope we have enough ice. I hope we have enough ice. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, you take Sonia, la, la, la. And I'm just thinking, I hope I have enough ice, man. It's always, <laughs> you know, ice, you I know? did flowers for a million years. So you're getting married in July, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Which is weather. actually. Here yeah. in town? Kenwood, yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's kind of beautiful at that time. Yeah. It used to be like known as the hot month, but that's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. That's more like September. September, these right? Days August, in October. September. October. Is it like an outside vineyard? Like in a vineyard? No stuff? vineyard. No. no. Vineyard. We wanted a forest. Like we looked everywhere and then. We're ready to give up, honestly. We're like, yeah. maybe we just don't do a forest. Are you having and then we found one in Kenwood. No, yeah. not at Mor- <laughs> no, not at Morton's. But I, that's beautiful. That no, they beautiful. have like really yeah. beautiful areas and Morton's. I, haven't I been think there Morton's used to be a nudist uh 
place. Has it? Was it really in the sixties? I think it used to be. Are nudist. you sure? Yeah, Takeshi, look Tekeshi, it up. Takeshi, look it up. <laughs> That's what I heard. Like in the sixties. That you know, I always, was like hot springs and stuff. So I think I used to be a nudist. I place. always doubt Gerardo. Oh, he always busts out these crazy facts during a podcast. How frequently is he right? In, he's usually right. Like he's always right. So, so we're gonna know. go with and it. And you know what? I get my information from Gordon Limbird. Oh yeah. Gordon works here and he's super old school. He's like one of Dr. Andrew's godsons. We had him on the January uh, celebrating the 70th anniversary. He, he's got he great stories. All the stuff that you see in the museum, like photos of- Up at Depot Park. It's from him. Mm. Oh. He, yeah. So all the stuff that they have there, even Mike, the guy that works here. Yeah. From, uh, yeah, he gets all the stuff from Gordon too. <laughs> so he's amazing. just like a wealth of historical local knowledge, yeah. especially. Yeah. So I Are you really lo- good at trivia? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I barely remember my name sometimes, so no. My kid's Aww. name is like, Jose, and it's like, no, my name is Jorge, man. Like, I love it. Okay, I'm coming back to Ellen. Let's, uh, is that my rewind button? Okay, okay. let's go back to when you were a kid. You're growing up in Sonoma, mm-hmm. and I know just from you doing our auctions here about your story when you were young and you submitted a couple of pictures that are up actually for our 70th birthday, which anybody can come and see for the next couple of months up till April, of Ellen as a young bonbon here at the Sonoma Community Center, right? In a dance performance, uh-huh. Nutcracker. The Nutcracker, yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And was that kind of your first foray onto the stage or were you like, did they know when you were young? So I... Started singing probably as soon as I was also talking. Yeah. And I remember my nano, Berto, Nani's mm-hmm. husband, he would tell me that, oh gosh, you always used to sing, tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you, tomorrow. <laughs> when I was a little kid, used to drive everybody crazy, apparently. <laughs> but no, the very first time I actually sang a solo on stage and did a dance was for a dance recital mm-hmm. in Los Banos. I was three years old and then there were twins, one on either side of me. Oh I was God. in the middle because I was always the taller one too. And even out the non-twin and we sang, (laughs) or I think I was singing it. I'm a ballerina doll and we had choreography too. I still remember the song and it's so cute. That's amazing. So yeah, that was the very, very first time I remember being on stage. And then, but I'm pretty sure the second one was Nutcracker. My first debut in Sonoma ever was here at the community center. At Andrews (laughs) Hall. Yes. That's so great. And then what else were you doing when you were here? Were you always like in theater, theater kid, performing everywhere and anytime? Um, Or what else was kind of... I feel like I did like one musical a year roughly starting... Well, I did Annie and actually in Napa was the first one when Alex Urban was the director. Okay. And then this was through like Broadway bound kids. And then I did Aladdin... Pauline D was Aladdin. (laughs) That was my first like singing solo in Sonoma was at the Sebastiani Theater in Aladdin. I was nine. I was the mist girl at eight or nine. And then did like Annie and did Peter Pan and Grease and all these other shows. But I did, I'd say roughly one a year if I was able to, but I was really into sports. Oh, you were? Yeah. 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 What was your jam? Mostly volleyball, especially like through high school. But I played basketball and softball. And you went to not Sonoma High. You went to Justin's mm-hmm. Hanover in Napa, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Volleyball star. Yes. So what were your <laughs> thoughts when, and I mean, you strike me as you had tons of friends and still do from that era. Usually like 
you know, pretty social, pretty social world. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. It. I mean, it helps just being involved and having yeah. a community like Sonoma, right? Yeah. Where everybody, yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, you just like get to know people from so many different activities like sports, yeah. like theater, like, and then school and whatever else you're involved in, <laughs> friends, families, friends and kids and, you know, all of it, neighbors and every, yeah, totally. All of it. Mm-hmm. I know I was just recently in Long Island for the weekend, right? Well, I went to New York, but New York. Long Island was great because we were staying with this like old school Italian family and she, you know, like her, her daughters call her maybe three times a day. They check in daily, but some of them call every day, a couple of times a day. And then they know, oh, I checked in on the neighbor and blah, 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 blah. Like she's all, what's the scoop? What's the dirt? I'm like, you <laughs> tell me. Well, she's 70 and they've been in this town for over 50, 60 years. You know, it's just this kind of that old fondness going to the bakery and just something we get so captured in our busy lives to go check on the neighbor and just have those simple moments. I was longing for it. (laughs) But all right, Ellen, we're going to go keep going forward, right? You're getting out of high school and then you went to Santa Clara and also NYU. Yeah. So high school, Really into volleyball, like I said. Yeah. Basketball also I played. And then because in high school, you kind of have to pick one thing, right? Yeah. At a time. So I did the spring musical instead of playing softball and opted out of doing like the fall and winter plays because of volleyball, basketball. I knew in high school, I was like, I want to go to New York. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I want to go to NYU. I was like dead set on NYU. I'm like, I've got to go there. I just spent the weekend and we... In New York. Yeah, I spent the weekend in there. We were out walking through there on Saturday. And my friend and I, we were going through Washington Square Park, right? And there's all the kids hanging out. And we didn't say it, but at the same time, we looked at each other and we're like, in my next life, I'm going to NYU, (laughs) right? And so you made it. So that was like the delight to see, oh, she did go there. So NYU, at least when I went there, it's probably still true. They owned like the second most amount of property throughout Manhattan, but Washington Square Park was kind of like the hub. If you were to have a main campus area, that well, would be I, it. I was going shoe shopping. I'm all, what are all the kids wearing? <laughs> so I was just looking at all their shoes. That's a whole nother Did story. Did you see any shows when you were out there? I actually went, because when I was living there, I went and I did a lot of modern dance. So I actually went to Brooklyn. I spent a lot of time in Brooklyn. One day went to the Theory Mugular fashion show and then went on over to Pina Bausch, which was like a three-hour modern dance dance theater performance. So Saturday was just oh, kind of chilling through NYU yeah. in the old Soho neighborhood, which is kind of actually, it's a trip because there's a lot of empty storefronts over there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? Yeah. But Still it was just, fun to have that energy mm-hmm. and walk a ton. So yeah, when you were there, was it mostly theater when you were in the university or... Were you doing some film stuff? Oh, like, what? like when I, when yeah, I studied? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, good question. So mostly theater. When you audition at NYU, you are placed in a studio. Like they place you based upon wow. your audition. Okay. I mean, you can choose what you'd like to go into, but doesn't mean you're going to go there. That was the case for me, ah. actually. Like I really wanted to do the musical theater program and they put me in <laughs> the Atlantic Theater Company, which was terrific. And that's actually where a lot of actors who end up doing film TV will study there. One of my good friends from college was Gina Rodriguez, who's Jane the Virgin. Ah. 
Yeah. She's in Not Dead Yet, the new show now yeah. that's on ABC. But yeah, so Atlantic Theater Company was founded by David Mamet and William H. Macy. So it was very like contemporary, but every studio had a nickname and Atlantic was nicknamed the Angry Studio. <laughs> <laughs> which is like so oh, I not <laughs> I, I was tongue in cheek I'm taking it yeah. right okay I, oh my gosh I would like cry every day I was like oh my god this is so hard I just want to sing and dance <laughs> Bring me to the that's okay you could have came around the corner and saw me and we're like release contract release contract that's really the angry over there in the Martha Graham studio oh my gosh they were all super different though yeah like yeah. every studio but so I did my first two years at Atlantic Theater Company because you need to stay in your primary studio for two years and then you can opt to remain in it or you can leave. And I opted to leave. <laughs> the angry studio. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm thank out of your you. angry studio. I could, I, yeah, I wasn't quite prepared for it at the time. I think if I were to go back now, I could. But anyway, so then I did a semester of Cap 21, which was okay. their musical theater program. And then I also did a semester at Stone Street Studios, which was all film. And TV. And it was really fun because you like you practice sitcom acting and Ugh. soap opera acting and oh. film scenes, which are completely different camera angles. So you want to be more subtle. I obviously am very animated. <laughs> yes, you are. So <laughs> big um, moves. Yeah, sitcoms better for me if I'm gonna be on camera for sure. Exactly. So super duper close ups. Can't yeah. it's hard for me to be subtle. With <laughs> it's a little too much. Yeah. yeah you were angry I know. Most of the time, I mean you know? That was meant to be, you know, totally. I can't see you not filling up a room with your energy. So <laughs> that's awesome. School's going on. Mm -hmm. Did you do some work in New York or did you come back here? I know what we're leading up to and mm -hmm. I don't want to jump forward if I yeah, miss yeah. some good parts, but yeah, going into Beach Blanket Babylon, but no, tell us what's so, happening now. So not much. So I, I did like I'll rewind just a little bit. So after high school, I auditioned for NYU. Mm -hmm. I got accepted, but my parents really encouraged me to do Santa Clara for a year because I had an academic scholarship there. That's where they went. That's ah, where they met. Okay. I'm so grateful to them for doing that for multiple reasons. One of which my first year of college would have been 9-11 and I would have been there. Wow. Yeah. Just moved to New York, yeah. just brand new. And some of the dorms are down in that financial district Absolutely. as well for NYU. So it really was like a big blessing for that reason, but also because I met some of my best friends in college my first year of in Santa, Clara. Santa Clara. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I did two of their main stage productions as a freshman, which was great. So I got a lot of like just good experience being there in many reasons. And it was much more of an actual college experience versus NYU where you're like in yes. the thrust of this big city and that's your college experience. It's a bit different. Yeah. So then in New York, mostly... We were in our acting studios three days a week from nine to six usually. And then we would take our regular academic courses on those two off days. And so most of the time in school, it was hard to do anything extra because I remember there would be weeks of I'd have to memorize like three or four scenes plus three or four monologues plus directing something. I mean, it was like and insane. That's intense. Every week. Yeah, it was very, <laughs> it was very, it was a lot. And I remember my first day of acting studio, they said, you either need to be blessed with a good memory, figure out how to memorize things quickly or leave. It's that, a super uh, like is, is there like pace, a technique? Right? Yeah. To that, I know, because I feel like that's where I would have lagged. Speaking of that songs and making up your own words, it's because either did not hear it or my memory is very... 
Some of it's good for short term, like looking directly, but yeah. you I have can't to have a even good memory imagine when you're acting, right? I mean, you have to like learn your lines and all this stuff. So yeah, I will be <laughs> terrible. Yeah, darn, <laughs> we can't start at fifty. <laughs> NYU, God, oh, I have fifty year old dreams. You could, yes, you could. <laughs> Molly, you're pretty good, Molly. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a think on the moment kind of feet event person. Yeah. You'd be really good at improv. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I bet you are. We did dance improv before. And that is a hard skill. Natural. And it really little kids. One. So Natural. there's a lot Lots of improv, improv that happens over there. <laughs> yeah. Especially on that first class this semester. We had a peer, yeah. a crier, screamer. There you go. All of it. A booger so. eater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. enough yeah. about me. You're doing yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So mostly just school related stuff. And then I graduated. I walked with my class in May of 2005 and I was working in a restaurant doing the whole like actor working in a restaurant in New York thing and going on auditions. I had a manager, Gina, actually, Gina Rodriguez, who I was talking about. She Bunny, she was your manager too? No, she <laughs> oh. had a manager and okay. brought me into her manager. She was like working in the office and she's like, you should come in because we're really good friends. And she's like, yeah, come in. Like, So I got representation thanks Excellent. to her. And then I would be put on... I was put on like the worst auditions for me ever because I'm not a dancer and they would send me on literal like dance Broadway calls and it was awful just because of my height because I'm like, I'm 5'10". So like, oh, you'd be great as a dancer and the producers. I was like, well, yeah, if I could dance, (laughs) that'd be great. And then I'd go to the audition not really knowing. I'm like, are they going to let me sing? And then they'd have it like do a whole... Like quick dance. Oh, and it was was so (laughs) embarrassing. So yeah, I did not go on auditions that were meant for me, unfortunately. (laughs) But yeah, so that didn't last long because then I came home and I was here visiting actually our neighbors right now, Paul- Kelly Amarino <laughs> and Polly D were at the we're- Relay for Life in Sonoma at the high school. That's super funny. We're actually right now in the music room at the community center doing this <laughs> podcast like we usually are. But what's happening right now is the Sonoma International Film Festival down in the theater and the next door, they're having a party for one of the films and Polly D that we're referring to... <laughs> My mistake. Almost got, you must have been coming. I got real Italian on it. Paulino is an old friend of yours. Yeah. And he's over there right now. Mm-hmm. But that relationship. So, yeah. yeah. So, Paulino. Now we're going into the next we're part. Go yeah. So, I walked with my class in May of 2005. I was working in the restaurant. June, July, August, September. So, four months later. Wasn't very long. Four months later, I'm here in Sonoma for the Relay for Life. Run into Paulino and he and I, as you know, we, I mentioned earlier, we grew up doing theater together. And he said, he's like, hey, you know, there's an open call audition for Beach Blanket Babylon. He was working at Beach Blanket Babylon at the time as one of their 10 principal performers, five men, five women. Explain just a minute, mm-hmm. like in case we do have a listener subscriber out there <laughs> in the middle. If you're going to be a listener, be a subscriber, please. If you're out there in the middle of nowhere, explain for a brief second what Beach Blanket Babylon is in San Francisco. Elevator pitch is yeah. it's like Saturday Night Live, the musical version. It's awesome. Yes. It's satirical. It's campy. It has huge, over-the-top, bright hats, wigs, costumes, like gigantic yeah. caricatures. And it's based on whatever is going on currently within pop culture or politics. Of course, it's not running now. now. Yeah, It closed after 45 years. It was the longest running musical review in the world. And a lot of us were there for 
many, many years. I was yeah. there for a total of 10. And that was my length of time. But there were a few actors that were there for were 20 the, or 30 years. Were you the reason they closed? <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> That's messed up, man. <laughs> oh, right on. Uh, I just had a payback for uh, Molly. Come on, Molly, you know, a little payback. You know? No, but... I mean, yes, going because into when that, I left, the show could not go on. Yeah, they missed that angry <laughs> studio performance. They're all, that's it. Oh, Who's going to be man. tall enough and have a strong neck to hold up all those hats? <laughs> man, some of those costumes you wore. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. So you're there. You got it. Like, yeah. So Paulino, what, so what yeah, would a so monologue be like when you're trying out for an open audition for Beach Blanket Babylon? Most, do you take it seriously or do you go in over the top? Most fun audition process <laughs> ever, truly. So Paulino tells me about this audition and I'm like home visiting family. I'm living in New York and I was like, yeah. you know what? This would be great practice yeah. for my auditions in New York. So I'm like, why not? I get there early. I was like the second person in line. Mm-hmm. And anyway... Instead of usually at typical auditions, you audition in front of a panel of like the casting director, the director, the producer, you know, maybe whatever. Right. Anyone on the executive team. That's it. Well, (laughs) for the Beach Blanket Babylon open call, they fill the theater with everyone who's auditioning and whoever came with them. So you have a full audience, which is brilliant. It's like the early part of like how it runs on reality shows now. You know, not to like the final one, but they have everybody watching what you're going to do to get to the next yeah. American Idol audition. All your <laughs> well, peers, not, right? That, All yeah. your peers. That like that first it's, American it's, Idol audition, that one's the one that's yeah. nerve wracking when it's just the three of them there. Right. But when but it's then a they whole go to crowd. like the whole, p- your peers. And if that's not funny or that doesn't strike with them, they're like, mm, you know. Is it fair so. though? Like you got the other people trying to, you know, get the same job and they're looking at you, looking at your performance and like, Oh, maybe I should do this. Now they got an idea I mean, of how to fix maybe an issue. They're like, now nah, we'll get this lady. She's out. I don't know. No I, I think there's something different to it as well as how are you going to respond to the crowd ultimately with energy? Mm-hmm. And so if you can work that crowd and they see that you have that. Yeah. There's a whole nother thing okay. there. You know? Yeah. And for me, it's always been like, the rehearsal process and the audition process, not my most fun, but as soon yeah. as there's an audience, it's like, <laughs> what? I'm ready. Okay, so, let's do that. I, I got a question though, Alan. When you go home, once you hit that door, is your like acting is done or you go in there and you act with your, your fiance? You're your acting. Oh, <laughs> you mean, <laughs> you know? we're going to get to that. Wait, what? Our other side. Yeah, yeah. It's like, when is it like, like come I, off? You go home, you have your life, you're talking to your... Thinks you're like this all the time. I am sometimes, though. No, you you should, you, we should do another one with Matt because <laughs> my fiance, because he'll tell you. I mean, sometimes it's just, I like to try to, I don't know, I'll say things and he's just, very entertaining. I always, I always had that question for actors and actresses, yeah. you know, because there's a point where like you're acting all the time that you go home and... You, it feels like you're still acting. Like, how do you separate those two things, you know, when you go home? You yeah. Know? I mean, I'm not like in a character when I'm at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. just like, uh-huh. like, I'm kind of just like today. I'm naturally like a very animated person. So yeah. he gets that. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> but I don't come home bringing my like character home. No, no character. Okay. I know. But there's I don't really act it too, anymore. Though. Like, I mean, we might as well do this little side 
road that I was going to ask you about anyway, but you're a Reiki master. Mm -hmm. And I know from the past that you have dealt with, I imagine you probably had performer burnout at some point, but you also had voice issues. And I know you've been to silent retreats and I was wondering that kind of process of finding that balance because that is part of it as well as seeking that other balance that probably helps you maintain where you are now and your energy and conserving Mm. it. But how was that? Like, how did you get into it? Is it because of, what should I say? Should I say like either performer burnout or problems with your voice that took you down the road of like Reiki and silent meditation retreats no, and stuff? actually it all kind of happened at the same time-ish yeah. as far as that journey. Like I got hired at Beach Blanket in 2005 and that was the same year I was really introduced to Vipassana meditation and silent retreats. Okay. And I was always someone interested in spirituality. Like when I was a kid, I was the one that was like, oh, let's cast a spell and let's play with this Ouija board. And like, yes. You know what I mean? Like super into like witchy stuff. Let's go howl at the moon. Like all just that fun stuff. It. <laughs> really into astrology and all that. So I was just, just open to it, but you're Sagittarius. I'm Sagittarius. I knew it. <laughs> yes. Yes. What month is Sagittarius? December. End, End of, of November, November. Beginning of December. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it all kind of just happened at the same time, honestly. And, and then my very first 10 day silent retreat that I went on was in 2007 or eight. Okay. So a couple I think years into it. Yeah. I think it was 2007. Yeah. And I was still happy at Beach Blanket at that time. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> thing to say. Sorry. That's just the nature. I think of work of anything that you're at for a long time, there becomes the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Wears off, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And exactly. then it becomes a job and how do you, and plus, that's an intense job. I mean, you're doing what? Yeah. How many performances we, a week? When we first started, when I first started, I should say, before the economy took a downfall and a mm-hmm. dive, we were doing eight to nine shows a week. Yeah. It was a lot. And it's a very high energy show. Right. And I've always been someone, and this is, I think, also what my draw to Reiki is. Mm-hmm. I've always been very drawn to balance. Some people really like thrive on just staying busy, 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 busy. And they can keep going just like doing that thing. I can do it for a while, but like I need to take those breaks in between. Like I so need, I need balance and I can tell as soon as I'm off balance. And so working at Beach Blanket in this very high energy (laughs) job, I was also living in the city, which comparably to New York, San Francisco was a lot more chill to be honest, but That's why I moved to Sonoma Mm -hmm. during my run at Beach Blanket. I was like, I need to be able to go home somewhere where it's just quiet, calmer, not quite as hectic trying to run errands. You know what I mean? A little oasis. I needed that balance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. So wait, what are some, just going Beach Blanket Babylon, you're there, you're doing it and you clearly have made super great friends through these performances. What are either some highlights in those performances or side gigs that you've done Mm. that are like, that was it. That was like beyond awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You sang it for Giants game a couple of times, right? Yeah. So several highlights at Beach Blanket on the stage. Cause okay. So we did, the show was always running at Club Fugazi and we did those performances, but we also did extra performances or PR gigs or travel shows. So I have like a couple of both of those Mm -hmm. on stage at Club Fugazi highlights would be performing 
as Nancy Pelosi for <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. She was That's sitting awesome. right there in the audience. Also probably the most nerve wracking experience yes. of my entire theatrical career, <laughs> but it was really fun. Like that, yeah. that was definitely a cool highlight. What's hilarious is the photo that I have of me in like her giant caricature <laughs> wig with like big round pearl earrings <laughs> and her right next to me with a miniature version of her actual hair wearing round pearl earrings. It's so funny. That's awesome. That was one on stage. I met John Cleese who yes. he came to one of the shows. He's looking up John Cleese. You don't know who John Cleese no. is? A Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Monty Python. English. Oh, man. English yeah, he's British. Yeah, British, he was, should I say. Uh, do you remember A Fish Called Wanda, that movie? No. Okay, forget oh, it. Just it sounds, you can look him up. I watch a lot of movies, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, hey, go back Wanda. to 80s. Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis, go down to John Cleese, mm-hmm. you'll go down to Monty Python. Monty Python. Yeah, anyway, hilarious British comedian. And he came to the show, loved it. We became friends after he Ugh. came to that show because we actually started talking about meditation and retreats. Yeah. It's, it's funny how many people need that, especially totally. coming out of comedy and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just so on. You need, you need that center. Come, you need to you get need centered. a center. Otherwise, yeah. it's helps fight the other side of it, which can be depression and stuff. So right. I get it. Yeah. Finding know? that center. And then one of the shows that we did that was an extra show was we performed with the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus at Davies Symphony Hall. And that whole process, it was very exhausting because we were rehearsing during the day at Davies Mm -hmm. and doing the show at night, most of us. And my dear friend, Shauna and I at the time were completely uncovered. So we couldn't even call it out if we wanted to. (laughs) It was just like, you're (laughs) you're doing it all. And so it it was tiring, but my gosh, the love from the men that uh, like yeah. truly the love that we received, the outpouring of pure love from them was so phenomenal. And they all came to see the show after we had completed doing the show together at Davies. They came to Club Fugazi and it was a private performance just for the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. They all sang San Francisco at the end with us. <laughs> and all of us were on cry. stage just <laughs> crying. It was I can't describe it properly in words. It just, it still gives me chills thinking about it. It was so powerful, just the beauty of the voice. But what's more so is you could feel, you could truly feel the complete love and pure love in in the room. And it just vibrated. It's an energy and it was just amazing. It was a moment I'll never forget. That was definitely a huge highlight. Those moments are transcendent. Mm -hmm. And I've had those moments on a different level you can't capture that especially in that space so wow oh wow yeah it was amazing and then singing at the world series for the giants that was awesome Uh, (laughs) definitely a big highlight too (laughs) (laughs) and what's great is my friend shauna who did you guys sing star spangled banner no so we sang san francisco oh yeah even better we didn't sing the anthem for the world series we were able to come in i forget what inning it was and we came in and sang so you're a Giants fan? I am a Giants fan. <laughs> Are you an A's fan? Yeah. An A's fan. I like I'm, the A's. I'm not I like a, the future, not the A's now because like they're the going to go to too. Vegas. They're going to Vegas. Nobody likes the A's anymore. They're going to Vegas why too? Why is everyone going to Vegas? Everyone from Oakland is going to Vegas? Yeah, yeah why? Mm. No money. Yeah. Aww. They need a new stadium. They don't want to yeah. build it. Like, oh, and Vegas has the money. Yeah, yeah. true. Well, hmm. got to go to Vegas. 
I know. I know. If they, if they buy me a house in Vegas, I'll go over there. Las Vegas. Yeah. I love it. I'm not going to Vegas. I'll stick with the Giants. We'll see what kind of slump they get into, but I love it. I do know that you're actually seeing Star Spangled Banner this Saturday. Uh-huh. I'm going to give it a shout out because we're going to check London Yacht Club is an amazing little grassroots organization running uh, basically 20 inch boats out down in what? Have you been there Sonoma before? Creek. Have you done it? So I did their very, very first event that they awesome. had, but they didn't do this. They didn't do this whole thing. They had it like the a dinner, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it was a little bit more traditional. They're so I've never done race. the race. Yeah. So they're racing in the mini Creek? in the Sonoma it, Creek, starting at Jack London, London Lodge, Lodge yeah. that are mini replicas of Jack London's yacht. Oh, they're, they're neighborhoods, small. businesses, nonprofits, you name it. Can't and then they usually have, I think like Steve Lee and my buddy over at the Ecology Center is usually one of the guys in the kayaks to make sure they're not yeah. running oh, okay, into it. Okay. But this year we've had a substantial amount of rain, especially just the other day. Yeah. So water. it's a really fun thing. And the Jack London, I think they were surprised by what they were doing. And now they're supporting nonprofits as they're, well through yeah. their grants. They support Queer Art Club. So mm-hmm. yay, Jack they're London. amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, Jim Birch and Anna Dominguez mm-hmm. are the founders of Jack London Yacht Club. And it's the only nonprofit around that I'm aware of in the area that every single penny, they don't have any overhead. Every yeah. penny that, that they receive through donations goes straight back into grants for like yeah. multiple organizations and nonprofits around the Sonoma County. And it's they're really so awesome. like fresh and grateful and love yeah. it. And mm-hmm. it's such a fun tongue in cheek event, you know, leading up trash and fashion. I love this kind of <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> all right. All right. Back to Ellen. So anyway, you, this will be happening, but you will probably already listen to this podcast and it will have passed. So we'll see at the Jack London Yacht Race in 2024. They're going to need <laughs> like 15 kayaks yeah. in the water this year. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm so I have excited. Three at home. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Do I you want to be too. there on Saturday? Uh, no, I don't. And collect boats? You. Do you? Do I you guys borrow I should ask my kayaks. Jesse, my Would husband. You? Yeah. They might need some. I got three. I got some too. All Steve. right, guys. I'll, yeah. I'll check in with them and see if they still need yeah, more. Yeah. Them, yeah. That's great. Thank you. We had sit on top. See too. community coming together and helping each other out. Right. I yeah, like mine the, are sit on top. Uh, kayak, yeah. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Jesse used to have a kayaking business, ocean kayaking business up in Mendocino. So we got a that few That doesn't leftovers. surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> she knows my husband. <laughs> Surfer Mendo guy awesome. all the way with the, uh, such a fashionable sense. I got to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> joking his tie-dyed long chons underneath with his dress shoes anyway we distract all right we're gonna like keep on going beach blanket babylon you know you're there but as we said it gets to that point where it's either performer burnout things are going on at work were you like what am i gonna do next or where were you at So I had two of those moments (laughs) at the end of 2009. I left the show full time and took a hiatus from like the stage show. I still was under contract with them as like a PR and travel show performer. Uh So I never fully left the company, but I took about a year off from being on the main stage. Like basically I wasn't there for 2010. During that point, I did have a bit of like, I know I don't want to be here. Something isn't right, but what else is next? Like I didn't know what I want to do. I wasn't really ready to like, give up performing at that time or theater. I didn't even know. I was like, maybe I try film. Maybe I do. I didn't know. I didn't know. So I started going on auditions and stuff again. 
And then I went back to the show in beginning of 2011. I felt like, okay, I kind of know what to expect a little bit more this time around. So I had a different perspective going into it, but a few years more in and I just felt like it wasn't the dream that I had envisioned for myself. I'm very grateful that I got to live it. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, a working actor, especially in San Francisco, like in the Bay Area, which was where I grew up. And it's just so nice to be able to have been back here and do that in this amazing show that's historical. But something just, I wasn't happy anymore doing that. And my dreams shifted and I just was ready to leave again. And this time try something totally new or just kind of figure it out. Yeah. That was when I actually started before I left because the first time I left, I had like no money. I just, I I, I had no plan. I should say (laughs) I had no plan and I just left. The second time I left, I was like, okay, I need to like have something (laughs) at least something something before. Yeah. So that's when I dipped my toes into network marketing and I started my Rodan and Fields business. I was going to say. Which went really well, actually. (laughs) And I was able to leave the show and feel good about it at the time and started singing in some bands after that. And used to see you in the day. I used to see you a lot. Uh So I was playing in bands around here. And then it wasn't too long after that that I started getting into auctioneering, which is like the perfect combination God, of performing and sales and like, yeah, <laughs> and, and was, energy. Like, I was you know, say, it's just you all. Are, you <laughs> so excel awesome. at taking a side gig, making it a job, <laughs> and then excelling at the top of your field in that job. I saw you do it with Rodan and Fields. Oh, I kind of remember you going to, I think we were out at Poppy's. We have a mutual friend, Poppy's house. Poppy, and we were out at her house years ago and you were going on one of your first auction gigs or you're just kind of starting Probably. out. yeah. So then lo and behold, years later, and I know like in 2017, you were the Sonoma Community Center. We do a Muse fundraiser, the gala that happens in August. And just because of your ties here, I mean, there's nothing more successful than having Ellen work the room and do your auction for you. I don't need to sell it because she is already well needed, but did that just kind of explode, not just in the auctioneering, but now you're going to tie in your singing background and make it more personable as well? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of like who, well, no, yeah, you guys like at the, yeah, the community right? center, it was, it was well, here at well, the community center. Do usually one person that is our muse, right. community center mm-hmm. muse. And I think the first year, did you that do I Holly? Worked, did you do no. Kyle's? No, it was John Gary, Edwards. Gary, I'm Gary sorry, Edwards. Gary Edwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Edwards, yeah. isn't that the like, <laughs> that's the medium, isn't it? The like psychic medium who <laughs> talks to dead people. John Gary Edwards. Edwards. Gary talks Edwards. through cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, he's great. No, 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 I'm sorry. Gary, yeah, Gary Edwards was uh-huh. the very first one that I did. And Eric was working here at the time. Uh, and so I had offered up a duet with out. Eric. <laughs> Eric Jackson. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, I miss him. So he was here and I offered a duet. Yes. in exchange for if we could raise more money at the $1,000 level than we did the year before. And then that kind of became a thing it and did. a tradition with the Community Center's Muse fundraising event Yay. after that. Were we first on the little singing you gig were. part of it? Yeah, I no, so that. you really kind of started the whole like, oh, this is a niche that you know I could actually work with this and help organizations that I work 
with, Love with raise yeah. more money awesome. by singing. That's fun. <laughs> and I've really been doing a lot more of it in the last year, especially. So, I mean, every auction I've done so far in 2023, I've sung. A singing performance mm-hmm. with it? Yeah. Yeah. Every year, it's a good one. Last year was amazing. We had Elaine Bell, who's a local caterer, and you brought back Avita because I know you did it at Justin Siena in high school, the performance of Avita, and then you came back here for Sonoma Arts Live local theater and did Avita here, which was amazing. What year was that? 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you adapted it for Elaine Bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Boy, like what guides you? Do you like listen to your inner voice, your heart, the tarot, flip a coin, curiosity? Like, okay, I'm just going to kind of explore this and keep going. That's a great question. And actually was just talking to Chantelle yesterday and talking Aww. to her about this. Another <laughs> poppy, poppy sister. sister. <laughs> um, so really, I just listen yeah. to where the river guides me, you know, so to speak. And it's really true. I do. I think that we have inner knowing that always does know the right answer, but our minds like to get in the way because we like to try and control the outcome. And often when we try to control the outcome, it's not the best path for us anyway. But I've found and discovered in my life that if I just kind of go with where I'm being taken and flow along with it instead of trying to resist it, that it's always leading me in the right way. And then as soon as things start to get really, really hard or like there's obstacles and I find myself trying to force things, then maybe it's time to shift the tide a little bit or move the channel in a different direction. I always need to hear that. And I usually hear it through, it's a good reminder. You'll often put it out there on your social media channels, Instagram and stuff. And I'm like, yes, thank you, Ellen, for that kind <laughs> reminder. Okay. It's like True. every couple of months, I'm all, thank you. Thank you, Ellen. <laughs> thank you. So I love that. Anything else? I think it's probably like a good little wind down time. I'm so happy for your wedding coming oh, up. Thank you. Don't listen to Gerardo. I know, man. I always, I know. I always tell people. How old are you, Gerardo? I'm 40 this year, actually. Hey. This year, 1983? Yeah, yeah. Good for I you. was born in 83. My so. fiance turns 40 this year, too. Yep, oh. and I've been married for 17 years. Okay, see, we're just getting married now. I know, at that's 40. what I'm telling you. At I'm 17. 40, though. Yeah, yeah, We've 40. gone through the. Yeah. <laughs> I got married pretty late too. We were like 36, 37. Yeah. And yeah, I got married it's when funny. I was we were very stuck in our ways. Wow. Yeah. 21 oh, wow. with the same woman. Good for you. She's amazing, by I bet the way. She is. Three kids. I mean, amazing. How old are your kids? 16, 14, and six. Oh, wow. Oh, you yeah. had a little like surprise. It was actually my <laughs> wife that had cancer in 2009. <gasps> oh, oh, wow. And they told us never have kids. We only had. Two at the time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you guys, uh, you can't have kids anymore. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then nine years later, here oh, comes little wow. Leo. I'm like, you lied to me, man. <gasps> See, and that? Leo's like the perfect last minute yeah. kid I like was you. Just he's gonna... got a lot of energy. Oh. <laughs> he does, he does. Is he a Leo? Uh, he's born in May. Okay. So maybe a Taurus, uh, yeah. depending yeah. on yeah. when in May. When's uh, his birthday? May 10th. Yeah, that's yep. Taurus. So... That's when I'm like, okay, see this little soul like really wanted to be here and really wanted you to be I know. his parents. Well, right? Went, like yeah. when, snip, when snip it's like, Ellen, you no know that if you're like me. the youngest 
Are your siblings older than you? Yes. Like in a mm-hmm. considerable way, kind of uh, like that? No, not that much. I mean, my yeah. brother and sister were kind of back to back. They were like a year and a half apart. Mm-hmm. And then I came around about four years after my sister. So a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always tell my wife, was like, whatever we have, how many kids we have, that's fine with me. I don't mind. But after like that nine year spread, we're like, mm, no, that's it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that one and that's it, you know? Oh, well, I love it. You still got to love that stuff. And I know that you, just one last little thing, we really connected on our love for something else. Cats. (gasps) Yes. I met the sweetest little kitty cat baby boy today, too, at the wedding venue. He was so sweet. I made friends. We love cats. For my daughter, she I think she was three or four and I decided to be a cat theme birthday party. So we threw like yarn all over the whole room and I wrapped like meow. And Ellen's like, oh, it's my birthday coming up. Can I borrow those decorative cat (laughs) items? You also have like a kitty sweatshirt. So did my daughter. Uh So we got some cat love. But I think you're also a little bit of a traitor. Don't you have a dog now? I do. (sighs) It's so funny because I was just having this conversation. I'm like, I love my dog. But I'm definitely a cat person. Like, <laughs> he's a little dog, isn't house. he? I gotta say, yeah. yes, he's yeah. a little dog. He was well, my not a very cat. Uh, cats he was, are mean. We call Come them on. cogs. No, cats yes, are so they are. sweet. You pass right next to them, they throw their little hands, man. You guys, I gotta show you this video on Instagram that a friend of mine just sent me, and it's this cat that just totally like ninja kicks a baby over. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but it is like the baby's not hurt. Uh, it yeah. is so funny though. Like, and, and then a dog comes over and starts like kissing the baby, like licking the baby. Yeah, I'm like, that is like, so, that's perfectly the dichotomy of cats and dogs. I don't know if I well, can we say have, this We word, have cogs because like, we have cats that act like dogs, literally. So yeah. anyway, which is a new species island I created. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We probably need to wrap it up, but quick question. And this always happens at the end. Gerardo is the food guy over here. Yes. Uh, and so he's got a question for Ellen, you. Ellen, what's your favorite food? First thing that comes to mind is my family's gnocchi and oh, no homemade way. meat sauce. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. It That's all always homemade? like the yeah. first thing that comes. But what if about I had a to place choose. in Sonoma that you like to Local eat? Local shout out. Local. Oh, all right. I've got a few. All right. All right. The Red Grape, Mary's Pizza, Cafe La Haye. Mm, wow. All good. And I love Italian if I had food, to choose finally. a cuisine though, besides Italian, Thai food. Thai food, you like spicy Definitely food? Definitely Thai food. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's nothing I do like spicy Sonoma, food. Though. There's Bangkok yes, yeah. Nine and Isan. Those are good. good. I actually had Bangkok Nine for lunch today. What was the one that was uh Rins? Was it Rins? Oh yeah, Rins. Yeah. That's right. Rins was my favorite one. Yeah, to be Rins honest. Was, was, they were a great family. They're the yeah. same owners, I think, as Bangkok Nine. Is no, that? No. 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 Oh, okay. No. Okay. But the one on the highway, across from Mary's, they're the same family. Bangkok and Isan. Okay, that's what Mm -hmm. I was thinking. Okay, okay. okay. I knew there was a connection somehow. So no Mexican food? I like Mexican food. Okay, you better say that. You should have Gerardo. La Hacienda. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of Sonoma, like where where I I usually would go. I was waiting for you to say like, oh, Casa Restaurant. I was just going to throw this bottle. Oh, La Casa? La Casa. <laughs> he gets very protective. And plus there's one in particular he's going to turn you on to the best taco in town right now. Okay. Okay. Where is it? 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 Where is it?
So they park right they outside. They should be a on sponsor. Mon- I, I even have the schedule. <laughs> on Mondays, you can see him at Barking Dog. After- <laughs> Go oh, for okay. it. On yeah. the schedule. Yeah, okay, 12, okay. So, um, it's a truck? No, it's a little stand. It's a stand. Oh, okay. Oh, it's okay. Good, Very though. tasty. Really tasty. Yeah. So Barking Dog on Mondays, Tuesday, Starlins, Wednesday, Starlins. Fridays, they go at the Farmer's the Market. Brewery. What happened to Thursdays? Thursday, they're off. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was paying attention. <laughs> and then uh, they can't uh, find him today. Fridays, Fridays, you find them right at the brewery, Sonoma Brewery, Springs Brewery, okay. or something. That's why. Oh, call cool. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's they're so smart. Delicious. Uh, you're, yeah. delicious. you're welcome, Costas Tacos. Costas Tacos. Yeah. Costas. Costa. Costas. Delicious. Okay. Well, gotta try it. What can I say? One last little thing. We're going to wrap up community center stuff here. Like say if you had time and you decided <laughs> to come back and do something at the community center, you know, classes, workshops, not necessarily teach or you're older. What would you do? What would you want to take? Is there anything that you would want to explore? I've always wanted to learn how to play the saxophone. <gasps> Guess what? We did have a saxophone player come in. He was no he performed a little bit. It's a chili ball. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to take a ceramics course, honestly, too. Yeah. I think pottery is amazing and the work that's done here is incredible. You'll have to listen to the one but, where Meg Billingham is on because she yeah. gave us the school of clay. Pretty I just cool. imagined you that scene with the ghost. Oh God, you, you always know, go back you- to ghosts. <laughs> Poor ceramics department. Oh, Oh my God. Okay. For the next piece. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded very, I love it. It was really good. actually. (laughs) Well, we're going to have to have you on again. No (laughs) knock from Polly D. We were hoping he would come on by, but Polly D is holding up the bar for the film fest uh, party next door. (laughs) I wonder if we're invited to that party too, Molly. Are Are we invited, Molly? Josh was invited. Uh, (laughs) I'm too busy working all the time. All the time. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you, guys. So fun. Love having you on here. Always love to be here. I know. And we'll have you back. And thank you. Go forward. All right, everybody. We are done for today. Happy Women's History Month. 